Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get up, get up, get up. It's the Get Up Show. Welcome, welcome, friends. It's the Simon Says Podcast. We're the Get Up Show. This is podcast number 167. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. So welcome to it. I'm Sean and Charlie is here and Hi. Maddie is here. I am. Click a like and subscribe to it if you'd love to. And we would always love to hear from you on this podcast. 336-373-0987 is the number. You could be a part of the next one. Three years ago. Think about what the world was like three years oh, ago when we started gracious. this podcast. We started this podcast three years ago last month. Did you guys realize that? No. I yeah. had no idea. Isn't that wild? And we started it right when the S hit the fan and yeah. the world shut down around us. When it was like zombie town outside and no one went anywhere and it was all like only, um, what was it called? Essential. Mm-hmm. Essential places were open. and Yep. God, I can't remember. Did we start it? Like all three of us together, or were we already like zoomed out? We had just started doing it. Maybe did one or two together before we had to leave the building and and work from home. Okay. Um, they just, of course, as you know, lifted the state of emergency or the the emergency, you it's know, stuff. officially declared over. Yeah, but remember the the change in our lives that happened almost overnight. There was a curfew. There was nobody on the road unless you were sneaking. Yeah. All the restaurants were closed. Remember that? Yes, I do. I saw you shared on uh, Facebook the picture of your super sweet setup of your My studio box. at home. Yeah, your box with the foam in it. Yeah. It worked amazing. Yeah. It, just, it mm-hmm. really killed all the noise in the room. You know, people <laughs> spend millions of dollars on their home studios. I had a nice Amazon box, and it worked fine. How long were we doing that? It seems like uh, right we, now, it seems like nothing. It seems like a couple weeks. We did at least two months. At least. I was at home for two years or like a summer, a whole year. And then into the next summer, it was June of the next year before I was able to come back. God, it's so amazing to think that we're a million miles away from that in our day to day life right now. But that was so real deal. You couldn't get any toilet paper. The store shelves were empty. There was doctors on TV showing you how to wipe down your groceries. Yeah. Would any of that made any difference if we had not done anything? and we'd have kept on living our lives, what do you think the difference would have been knowing what we know now? Probably not a lot. I think my parents still have a stash of toilet paper and stuff. I ran out of mine not too, too long ago. (laughs) 
Gas stations were out of gas. One neighbor would go do the shopping for everybody. Yeah. I don't know if y'all know it or not, but I had a letter from the state because I was, uh, what do you call it? Essential. Essential? Yeah, pretty much. It felt good to be essential. I had one too. Did you have one? Technically, we were all essential. I think I just got rid of mine. Yeah, we're in the media, man. Yeah. We got to yeah. Yeah, report on the breaking news stories yeah. and stuff. My, the my letter is still in the car. I think I got rid of mine. But uh, I told them, they were telling me, you know, everybody's got to go, you got to go. And I was like, no, if this comes down to it and there have to be announcements made, like if they're evacuating, for instance, and mm-hmm. this is where you need to be on the truck. I want to be the guy here doing that. I'm not going to not be here. And and they were like, we can't tell you not to. You got your letter or whatever. But it never came to that. Um, but that was, see, that was the weirdest thing about when it all happened was that every disaster, bad thing that's happened in the past, radio still has to be there. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have broadcast through potential hurricanes from the radio station. Of course, 9-11, all those things, everyone was at the station. Mm-hmm. So when they said, go home, we were all just like beyond flabbergasted. Yeah, yeah no, that's not what we do in radio. Uh-uh. And it only worked so good. You know what I mean? Like, it worked well enough. Well, the only way we were able to do it is the fact that technology is where it's at today. Mm-hmm. We ne- Even six years ago, we wouldn't have been able to do it. That's true. And it's still, you could hear every echo in my kitchen that whole time. <laughs> no, you had your box. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, but remember, that box is what was preventing his Wi-Fi from working. Yes. Remember, is your daughter on the Wi-Fi? No, I told her not to be on the Wi-Fi. Honey, you on the Wi-Fi? Yes. <laughs> and remember how my dog liked to make an appearance oh, on every single right. morning yeah, show? That's right. But it was so crazy. The drive-by birthday parties. Remember when the the old lady made a plastic wrap hug contraption oh, yeah. so she could hug kids? Uh, hug her grandchildren, yeah. You know, that's actually turned into a thing that's lasted through that is I still see the birthday signs now. That like That's a business. Oh, that was that, a great business. Yeah, that really took off after yeah. the pandemic. Yeah, and we had the... Bear hunt. Remember the teddy bear hunt where you would hide uh, teddy bears in your windows for people and I would move them around every day. Yeah. yeah. And the neighborhood kids who were allowed to go out came over and we made signs, smiley faces and rainbows and stuff and put them up in the window. Oh, yeah. Remember I put my, uh, we were decorating, put up your Christmas decorations because it made people feel good. And then I realized what a terrible idea that was because- Light balls and leaves coming in on the trees didn't work at all. It was a disaster. <laughs> but you, you tried. I was trying to be helpful. God, it just seems so foreign right now, the, all that it stuff. It seems like another world. Doesn't like we it? dreamed it. It is funny, though, like you said, that the emergency level was dropped because I walked into the doctor's office. I've been getting, I had a dermatologist appointment, and I've been getting nonstop notifications, like texts and calls, like, and every, it's still like, Make sure you wear your mask when you get Still? to the office. Well, that's the thing. So I found, I dug my mask out and, and I walk in and no one's wearing one. Yeah. And then well, I, I yeah. feel like a lunatic. Now that it's officially over, they don't have to anymore. Thank goodness. There's still some people wearing them. Which is fine. Again. But that's your choice. Yeah. A hundred percent. If you feel, or if you have some reason why you still need to or want to wear a mask, rock and roll. I was so much better looking. <laughs> You weren't the only one. That was my best time right there. That was the thing I missed most about the horrible. My glasses were so foggy. I know. And my mouth smells. Yeah, you know, it was a great horrible disaster because I looked good. (laughs) And a lot of the people you were checking out looked really good, too. Yeah. yeah. Remember that girl? Remember that girl at Food Lion? (laughs) I was like, wow, look at her eyelashes. She is gorgeous. And then I went back and she took her mask off and I was like, whoa, what happened, sir? (laughs) 
But it's all good, you know. She's beautiful. She's got her own thing. I'm going. worried about your safety. You should probably mask up. <laughs> <laughs> if you see me coming, put that mask on. I'm full of germs. You're obviously looks deficient. So Ronnie Howard, everybody's favorite Opie in the whole wide world. Opie Cunningham. What is he? Seventy now, almost. Oh God, I don't know. Ronnie Howard just got back his first car. I saw that. That was super cool. Isn't that cool? He like, bought a 1970 Volkswagen Beetle with his own money when he was 16 and drove it for a couple of years. And then as you do, your first car goes away. Was it his nephew who found it? Um, I think it's his brother-in-law. It's just amazing. Out of all the cars in the world, and now he's got his first car back. If I could have mine back, I would love it, love it, love it. And it even still had um, his college sticker on the back window still. (sighs) That's so cool. Yeah. See, I feel like you're more likely to find the car uh, if you're a celebrity. Like you might be able to find that, especially if it's a collector's car. Well, yeah, and absolutely because it's a Volkswagen Beetle is more the reason why it's around. If it was an... Isuzu, yeah, or, oh, whatever. Yeah. It would rando. not still be. Yeah, it wouldn't run. Uh-uh. <laughs> it quit running while he had it. I actually looked up. Um, I went on. I'm on this kick now where I really want a project car. Like I want a car, like a weekend car, to just to mess around with. And so I <clears> looked up my last, my two favorite cars. One was my very first car, which was an old Nissan Maxima that I loved, and I couldn't find. They're just beat. Beat down, but then the other one was a, an old uh, Volkswagen GTI mm-hmm. one I had. Oh, that'd be cool! And so it's neat to find. Like I, I was trying to find, I found one with the same. It had the Euro grill, which had the, like the four lights in the yeah. front. And, um, you should do that. I've, I've thought about it. I That'll mean, stop you from these other projects where you <laughs> hurt yourself and stuff. I feel like I'll hurt house. myself more though. Nah, no, no. Your mom, or your mom, your mom, <laughs> your wife would probably prefer that you're out tinkering in the garage on a car Versus instead of plumbing and electrical. Plumbing and, and yeah, yeah. exactly. All those things. Don't touch the white wire. Yeah, but I definitely would love to get the ability to go back and like drive some of those cars again like i that poor gti i love that car i took all my money and i'm like i'm gonna put the best stereo in it ever and then oh, yeah. I, and i ran out of money and so it didn't have any base <laughs> it, only had, it only had middle and high and then i promptly just totaled it oh I, no i wasn't paying attention i was on my way to a girl's house i was coming up on a, pl- a toll plaza and i'm behind this van and all of a sudden the van just pulls off the road you know, in my mind, it was like, they just suddenly jerked off the road. I'm sure there was warning signs. And then there was a car just stopped. It was traffic for the, the toll plaza. And you ran into the car. I Well, I locked them up. I hit the ga- I hit the, <laughs> I hit the guardrail, and I hit the car the, in front of me. Like, I hit everything. And so I had to crawl out the window, and that was that. That was your first car? That was actually not my first car. That was my second car, but that's the one I really liked. The first car was fun, too. I, I totaled that one, too. My first car was a Volkswagen. It was... Red convertible Volkswagen. It was the sweetest little car. God, I loved it. Was it a bug? Yeah. Yeah. A, a 73 Super Beetle. Candy Apple Red with a black top. And I did not put a lot of money into the stereo because it always had a leak. Water got oh, in that yeah. car no matter what. Yep. You mentioned that. And so I put a stereo in it one time and it kept shorting out, shorting out. So, you know, I did what you do when your radio shorts out. I yanked it out and threw it out the window 
and then replaced it with a radio drawn on the bottom of a cigarette box <laughs> like, with, with a dial and a couple nice. of numbers. And I put that in the little bracket where the radio went. <sighs> so technically there was still, the horn didn't work. Mm. So I had a bell. Yeah. <laughs> had a little bell on the, uh, what do you call it? The sun visor. Um, some A girl that I grew up with, her family had a gold Volkswagen Beetle. Nice. And they, you know, that was her parents' car when they would drive us around. Well, then she got it to drive when she was in high school, got passed down through her sisters. I think it may have gone, may have gone somewhere else for a little bit, but now one of the sisters has it back. I wish I could have my and car it's back. It's so funny because so many of us, because of their, the three sisters and all their friends, there's a whole bunch of kids in our town who have memories of that one car. The car's got a fan club. Yeah, it does. Mine was like that. My, you know, in Henderson, small town there wasn't another red convertible mm-hmm. volkswagen bug it was one girl missa who had a white convertible volkswagen bug and like we'd flip out we see each other i'd ring my bell she'd honk her horn we'd scream <laughs> you know i think that nowadays it's actually easier i've been you know i watch nonstop youtube videos about guys fixing cars and and i think that's a common thing about finding your dream car or finding the, the car that you worshiped as a kid and that it's actually more obtainable than you think. Well, it's easier to get in touch with people. It's easier to find because of the internet. Oh, you yeah. don't have to go scouring all then, over the country. But I also now it's like that idea of the script. Like I always that the you pull it lots and stuff like that. Like you can go find parts and and find these like things to work on. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier than you would have thought it would be. Yeah, I would give anything to get my first car back. What was it? It was a. 1978 Jeep Renegade Levi's edition. Oh, yeah. You told us that. Yeah, we've talked about it before. And it was, apparently it was even rarer because it was blue. And most of them, if you look it up on the internet, most of them that you see are green, like a a army hunter green kind of color. Ours was blue. And the seats, even though they were vinyl, they looked like blue denim and they had a little Levi's tag on it. That's so cool. And it was, I mean, it was so cool. And And it had a hard top. We could take that off. You could take the doors off. It was just, it was the best. And then um, it didn't drive super well on the highway. So when I went off to college, my mom made us sell it. And we sold it to a kid in the next town over. Saw it once on the road after that. And then I heard that he totaled it. But if you had it, both of you, if you had your first car now, would you still enjoy driving it? Or is this just a romanticized, you know, nostalgia thing in your head? Oh, I would because it was a Jeep and it was a stick shift. Oh, it was great. Yeah, mine was too. Mine was a stick shift. It was like a 16 valve, whatever. I mean, it was fast. Yeah. It was fast. It was fun to drive. Yeah, mine was bright red. I'm so spoiled now, though. Like a Volkswagen is a bit of an adventure to drive. You know, there's always, with that one especially, used to get water in the gas tank and it would choke out. So I had to... (laughs) I had to carry bottles of rubbing alcohol with me to dump in the gas well, tank. But now you're not a teenage kid with no money, and you could actually get those things fixed. Hey, there's a good point. But, <laughs> but here's the thing I've told y'all before. Even then, when I was driving it, I had to roll the window down to properly fit and put my elbow out so I could yeah, fit in the car. You're, you're not a small man. It's, it's a small car. But yeah, God, I, I, just one more time. 
Just one more time to get in a fight with that car because it pissed me off so. <laughs> Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Bad. <laughs> Gotta miss it. Yeah. So every once in a while, this comes around, and you may have seen it on the book face. It's a thing. It's a picture of Curly from the Three Stooges with a dog. Yeah. And it's from the Mending Spirits Animal Rescue this time. It's fast fact. Jerome Horwitz, famous for playing Curly in the Three Stooges, was known to all as a protector of dogs. Curly's contract with Columbia included a clause that allowed his dogs to accompany him to the studio lot. Company limited no more than two dogs at a time due to the puppy's unplanned on-camera appearances from time to time. <laughs> you can still see those surprise dogs on set invasions in the first few short films. Typically surrounded by various dogs, Curly was known to come home with a stray dog and foster it until he could find a permanent home. When the Stooges were on the road, Curly took it upon himself to find a new home for at least one stray dog in every town they visited. Curly is estimated to have saved and rescued more than 5,000 dogs in his lifetime. This makes him a man ahead of his time with a very admirable concern for man's best friend. That's a great story. Is it true? None of it. <laughs> my wife sent that to me and she was like, oh my God, I might actually like the Three Stooges. Well, then don't tell her it's not true. I already told her because I, I sent it to you immediately. I was like, hey, Brad, did you see this? Is this true? And you're like, no. And I'm like, all right. Never not mind. one thing. He did love dogs. Okay. And he did often have more than one. There was no clause in the contract about having his dogs. Uh -huh. His dogs did not run onto the screen. No, they don't. They don't just let dogs run willy nilly around. And he did not. Set. He did not pick up dogs everywhere they went. I mean, if you do the math, you know, his years active, he had like fifteen years before he had a stroke and had to quit. So, fifteen into five thousand. I mean, that's a lot of dogs that he was fostering, and this dude was a party animal yeah, he yeah. would not foster anything all those dogs were drunks yeah oh that poor drunk dog <laughs> I, I think it is so cool that people put this out there because it perpetuates the three stooges yeah. in culture well 
And it also, it's rare to see one of these that it's an actual positive story about someone. Like yeah. usually, it'd be some sort of like degenerate something. Which so should I not point out that it's all fabricated? We won't tell anyone. Yeah, I mean, this is probably enough. You don't need to be a justice warrior online. And, oh, I don't say, tell people when they send it to me because people regularly will send me that. Uh-huh. I don't come back and say, "Okay, I'll break this down line by line and tell you why <laughs> you're wrong." I don't do that because I, I do think it's nice. You side, know? side note, when you said the thing about the contract, it's because you've actually read the contracts because yes. you have them. It's true. I don't own them. I missed those. <laughs> I had a chance <laughs> when when Mo was selling, when Mo's family was selling Mo's collection, I had a chance at that. Oh my God. And then Mo's grandson started selling some stuff the other day. Really? Yeah. And I was like, how old would his grandson where'd be? Where did this come from? Uh, let me think. He's probably 70. Okay. 70 ish. Not a young child. No. But he's got a bunch of cool stuff, man. He sure. got his cut out of the, the pile, too. And so I was bidding on a few of his items. And then at the last second, as they do, people came in and swooped on everything. Uh. And then some of the stuff went ridiculously low. Those auctions are always so interesting. And it's funny because we'll see something about it, you know, when we're looking up stuff for the show. And I always, it almost feels like we always get in either way too early or way too late. Yeah. Like it's never when it's active. Like there was the one, I've talked about it before, but the Johnny Cash one where, you know, I, if I had just pulled the trigger, I could have gotten his like Sitco card or something like that. That would be cool. And that, you know, that would have been a cool thing to have. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of times it's not, it'll be like, uh, what was the thing? Um, Eddie Van Halen's guitar, the guitar from Hot for Teacher. I mean, they're thinking it might go for like three million dollars. She whiz. Then you'd have to learn to play. Yeah, isn't it the red and white one though? <laughs> I, I don't know. I think. So. I mean, that's that's the Eddie yeah, Van that Halen is the guitar. The guitar. He, he called that one Frankenstein. I think. Um, talking about Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash was so cool to his fans, man. There's a lot of people who have Johnny Cash stories where they would start corresponding, and then somehow over the course of time they would have the opportunity where johnny cash would invite them over to his house he lived in like a log cabin yeah giant log cabin so he had fans over that became friends they would sit down to dinner and then when the people were getting ready to leave he'd say oh hold on come here a minute you might be interested in some of this and he would give them like a pile of clothes instead of going to goodwill you could walk away from johnny cash's house with johnny cash's jeans (laughs) wasn't he was he a big man or am i just he's a big man Okay, so that would look really funny if I was wearing it. Hey, but, but still. Would, <laughs> hey, it's Johnny Cash it shirt. Wouldn't that be cool? I mean, who... But again, I, it's awesome to hear stories about... Uh, you hear so many awful stories about people. Yeah. And it's so cool to hear that someone was actually really, you know, like a nice person. Or like did stuff like that for fans and, and whatever else. But yeah, he was yeah, the best. I really would have loved to have owned his, uh, yeah, his receipt for... <laughs> whatever it was it doesn't matter what it is if it means something to you man that's that's like a magical it's it's all the energy that they ever had you know they handled that that was his when it when it becomes yours you get that energy i fully believe it you know it was cool when when i went to the rock and roll hall of fame his tour bus was out front and so you got to go up on it and i was like this is amazing when you do that and both of you when you do something like that here's a for instance when you walk into an old, old house and you're getting ready to go up the steps and you put your hand on that ball mm-hmm. at the bottom of the rail, sometimes I'll just get a shot right through me of energy. Like, I feel like I'm connecting yeah. with everyone who ever touched that. You know, I I thought a little bit about that when we went to Motown for that one of the that time in Detroit, where it's like the people that have been through it. Like when you walk down into the into the recording area and 
It was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, can you, like, I just walked on stairs at so and so walk. I get chills from it, but it's also like hard for me to fathom that I'm standing in the same place when those, where those things happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, it's a, there's a disconnect because I just can't believe I'm in the same place. In high school, we got to play baseball at, at Cooperstown, mm-hmm. at the Baseball Hall of Fame. So on the Hall of Fame field. And oh, that, wow. And yeah, I struck out and missed a ball in the outfield like a boss. <laughs> but, <laughs> but again, Great memories. Sat in the dugout. And it was so cool because later on when we watched Field of Dreams, they actually shoot part of that when they're older. They shot it at the field. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, like you were right there I on that there. field. But then we were all doing it. We're like, you know, who else is, you know, spit on this ground right here? Like, <laughs> like that's, that's neat. Babe Ruth probably, you know, like whatever. But, but do you ever have that physical? You said chills. But do, do you? I think, don't think I've had a, a met like a memorable, like actual physical reaction to no. it. I think mostly it's so emotional that or like an emotional feeling of mm-hmm. it, like where you you're kind of like or it's the same as when you go to like I, I think I would get it I get it more with like music stuff due to what we do and how much I love music like when I was in Seattle um they have the uh, experience music project museum which has like a ton of Seattle music stuff it's got um it had Jimi Hendrix's the guitar that he lit on fire and smashed at oh, wow. Monterey and so you really like it's in a glass case and you're just getting right up on it and looking at it and seeing, you know, something so simple as the fact that he would play a right handed guitar strung backwards right. to play it left handed. And so you could see that and like stuff like that. You know, that to me was, yeah. I mean, it's so crazy. But uh, I'm, do you think I'm psychic? Is that why I get the energy off touching Most things? Like, Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I like more going to the actual place than just looking at the stuff, you know, rather than I want to go to the place rather than just see it in a museum or whatever. Like going to Graceland. Yeah. God, that's one. You get it there, man. I bet. So is your business jargon that everybody hates? Can I guess Mm. that one of them is bucket and one of them is funnel? (laughs) Is that right? Blue sky. It should be. You say blue sky all the time, but I honestly never hear that one. I hear sunset. What's the blue sky one? I did. I read sunset in an article. They're sunsetting a radio station in uh, Memphis to make it. They're sunsetting the top (laughs) forty and adding the um, country. Oh, it's so less drastic than sunsetting, blowing out. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we're blowing it up. No, it's sunsetting. We're just. It's going to fade out naturally. It's going to be beautiful with oranges and pinks. All right, you got it. You ain't got it. I do not know where it's at. Give me a sec. All right, keep so talking about other things. One, the bucket one drives me crazy. Yeah, I don't know why everybody says it now. We're gonna put this in that bucket, or well, there's there's separate buckets for all of okay. these items, and we've got to get them in the correct funnel. Yeah, well, no, we're gonna take this stuff and we're gonna put it in this bucket, and then we're gonna do yeah. this stuff, and it goes in in this bucket. So, are buckets and funnels on there? Um, actually, buckets and funnels are not on here. Actually, but blue sky thinking is. All right. They say that it's um, unrealistic or pie in the sky. Blue sky thinking? Yeah. Oh, huh, I didn't know that. I always thought that was like, we're going to like green light something. We're going to blue sky it. Like, here See? it goes. No. So you don't, even, you don't even know what you're right saying away. over exactly. there. Nah, it sounded cool. All right, what um, else? Uh, circle back. We've all heard that. 850,000 That one doesn't times. bother me. Circle back to that one. Move the needle. It doesn't bother me. Which that one, I mean, that sort of makes sense to us because of what we do. And we look at a needle on the board all yeah. the time. But it means to make a difference or have an impact. But people say that it 
can be seen as vague or meaningless. Put a pin in it. But just so you know, there are no more needles. It's all digital. When it's you true. look at this, there's not one needle. I used to watch those needles bang all the way to the right because I had that song playing so loud. It would just tick, 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 They tick, made a tick, noise. Tick, 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 yeah, they yeah. made a noise when they would hit. All right, what else? And that's all. All right, cool. Well, I'll give you... <laughs> here's something that... Something needs to be done about this, and I mean fast. Mm. What? If you ever listen to NPR, this has gotten out of hand. You know, there's certain crutches that people have who are... Sometimes even people who work for NPR who are covering a story and the person who's hosting this segment will ask them a question. Okay, Maddie, yeah. you're the person hosting the segment. I'm the person doing the report. Go ahead, ask me something. So, Sean, uh, tell me about the uh, story that you're talking about. Yeah, so we spent a lot of time digging in with the people who were actually affected by this, and we learned a lot of things now ask me another one. Okay, so about those people, what else did you learn about them? Yeah, so <laughs> we learned that they came from all kinds of backgrounds, you know, different levels of education, uh, socioeconomic places, and, you know, they all had the similar outcome. Uh, now, what is that outcome? Yeah, so <laughs> we're still monitoring them to really uh, drill down on the outcome. That is a bad one. And, and you know, the thing is, is they are professional reporters. Someone, Somebody needs to catch that, and someone needs to say something about it. Oh, it drives me so crazy. I'll hear them do, like, every question, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, can I call in live? Can I call in live and say, please tell them to stop saying yes, so? You know... It's so interesting, the idea of a crutch, because it, that's a big thing in, in our industry is that and I, I realize now certain ones that I do, you're, you used to be, you don't do it as much anymore, but we're really good at helping to break that by just it, almost like naughty dog rubbing my face in it. <laughs> but I mean that in a positive way. I don't think you do crutches that much I, anymore. I caught myself the other day, we were doing the show and I said the same thing like five times and I. I even caught myself in my my mind. I did you to me. Like, I had this whole thing. I, we, what I was, was it? I was like, yeah, girl. Hey, girl. Like, yeah, I said, you did, oh, you did say hey, girl. Hey, girl, times. like five times. Yeah. And I was like, why do I keep doing that? I didn't even know. I, I, like, it was subconscious. We tend to. <laughs> ours, like, hey, run, ours run in cycles, though. Like, I'll be stuck on something, a saying for a while, and then I'll move on to something else. When I interview people, um, I hear a lot of them say like i'll ask a question say can you tell me about that absolutely so so absolutely. is the big one but it's but abs they'll say absolutely before every single thing you know the other one i've noticed is a lot of times when people will say like that is a great question yeah and, and those I don't, don't bother that, me as much but it's so funny there's like I, i've noticed that like sometimes i'll be like oh oh here's one all right ask me another question I want to know more about the socioeconomic impact of the sparrow on this community. Yeah, so people come from lots of different backgrounds, right? I mean, there's people <laughs> who have a lot more money than other people, right? And so what we see is the differences, right, with the way that they live their lives, right? When they go, they, the purchasing power, right, that they have... Right, I was I was right. watching the uh, the Brooke Shields documentary Pretty Baby Love and it's very good it's very good I love her even more now but a lot a couple of the people that they were interviewing about different situations said Schuster's not sure why the you know find my iPhone app you know is pinging his address either you know he's a software engineer with like you know his own theories 
You know, you know, you know, you know, so many times. So Brooke Shields had the Find My Phone app. <laughs> yeah. She... You know, it's interesting, this whole Brooke Shields um, <laughs> swarm, flood, whatever you want to call it. She's everywhere all the time right now. And I love it. But it's talking about like how she was treated when she was just a beautiful child. And it's absolutely disgusting. It's it creepy when you look back on it now. It's very creepy that she was put in positions that were approved by all of... I mean, her she mom. was a kid. She was a kid. She didn't know what was going on. But her mom approved all of these different movies that she was put in with adult themes, poses, and modeling things that were... You know, now she's like, you know, look at... Her. She and Drew Barrymore were talking, and they said, you know, that. it's not our fault because we didn't know. We yeah. were children. Yeah. We had no idea, but all of the adults were like, this is fine. You're great. Right. It's good. Yeah, the two of them together, I have yeah. to imagine that was probably the most two people who could not be more on the same page no as to how they were rated. Yes. Yeah, that was the one thing I saw. It was an out, you know, just a separate clip or whatever, but it was Drew Barrymore basically saying about how her whole ideas on like dating and sex or whatever was so off because her mom constantly would date her friends yeah and, that's right yeah <laughs> and, well, and again same thing with Brooke, you know with brooke shields where you know they put her in that movie at 14 well and, she was 12 when she did her first movie pretty baby yeah and her first kiss when she was 12 years old first time she ever kissed a boy was a grown man named keith carradine mm-hmm. that was her first kiss and he told her he was as cool as he could be about it he said this doesn't count yeah, this exactly. Is this, this is not your really first your kiss. first kiss. This is just acting. It is insane. But one of the great things in the the Drew and Brooke talking to each other is really good. But Drew said to Brooke, and why was your mom on every single interview with you? Yes. Like she was her mom was on stage with her when Phil Donahue was interviewing yes. her or whatever it was. Her mom was always there like her mom was part of the. Well, she was her manager and everything, but she... But she didn't need... No nah. one else's manager is on stage nah. with them when they're getting interviewed. And it didn't help. You no. know, she still was put in some really uncomfortable positions, even though her mom was in charge. Yeah. You know what's interesting is kind of unrelated. The idea that... uh, uh What's her face? Drew Barrymore's talk show is still doing fairly well. Like, that's what I wouldn't have expected. She's to, just so oh, wholesome and sweet. I, I mean, with her. the interview with Brooke, she literally... Sat down on the couch with her legs crossed, facing Brooke, like forgetting there was even an audience That's there. That's the best. Yeah, the She's other like one is, two girlfriends chatting. Yeah. Kelly Clarkson's the other one. Like yeah. hers is apparently doing. There's, two, well. there's yeah. so many. Everybody's got one. You, uh, would you like a talk show? I have one actually. Oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> it's in its fourth year. Thanks for watching. Yeah. Can I have a talk show? Of course, you can have a talk show. I don't have show. one yet. You, well, no, you, you already is, had it. Yeah, yours is actually. Oh, yeah, yours so, has been on it's been, for 10 years. been canceled. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the it's like the Truman Show. We've been filming oh, you this whole yeah. time. You're in your tenth season. <laughs> You're doing great. Oh, thanks. <laughs> this season's been the best. All right, so I'm self conscious. I thought I broke my refrigerator, and you you know what terror that could bring with it because of my steaks, my frozen steaks that are in there yes. remaining frozen. So, refrigerator problem, repair guy comes, finds out there's not a problem. While he's on the floor looking around at stuff, he, he does the, so what do you do for a living? Oh, gosh. Yeah. I would run a radio station. Which one? 98.7 Simon. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's all he said. Then a couple minutes later, refrigerator talk, refrigerator talk. Yeah, I listen sometimes. You know, uh, Rock Night too. Uh, I used to be tight with those guys. Uh, 
used to be on their uh, ride club. Used to ride with them. I was on their ride team. You know, uh, Chris Dem's a real good customer of mine, and uh, you know, I've I've met Chris Kelly. Well, you know, Roman, uh, but you know, I don't understand. You know, Chris Dem is Chris Dem, but Chris Kelly is Roman. I don't know why they do that, but yeah. I used to be over there a lot. The GM's got the same, their old GM had the same name as me. And I'm like, oh, okay. I love that. Yeah, I yeah. love that. When it's like, it's like, what do you do? Well, I'm a Whirlpool refrigerator repairman. Yeah, that's great, man. I had a Maytag. Yeah. I, had, I love a Maytag. You know how a Maytag yeah. has like this feature and that feature. And I oh. spent so much time with my Maytag. It was the best Maytag. Re- yeah. Oh, you I mean, nailed come it. On, yes. man. Yeah, yeah. What other career? I mean, really, what other career? Like if I go into the bank, like, I mean, yeah, you work at Wells Fargo. I'm, I'm not, I'm more of a. Whatever. You can't even think of another one. No, my favorite bank was Bank of America. Yeah, bank, bank America. That's really what That's they, you know, the they, bank, they knew man. how to handle my money. So anyway. <laughs> I didn't even tell him I was on the morning show. Because that, that he, yeah. he probably that's like when friends of mine in the neighborhood who else asked me that? oh Tony Fernandez remember Tony yeah. Fernandez <laughs> so <laughs> I'm talking to him at the sheets he pulls up beside me and goes hey man and I'm like who the hell's talking to me I don't talk to anybody and I turn around it's Tony in his car so we're talking and he goes so what are you doing now man I'm like dude thanks for listening you got a radio in that car you used to be a featured segment yeah. on our radio station and you don't even know yeah. we're still here it's like my neighbors will do that to me the last time I went to one of the guy get togethers which has been a while dude goes uh, so you still uh, you still in radio yes thanks for I've got, listening I've gotten that too <laughs> Yeah. Turn on the damn radio and ask yourself. Five days a week. Yeah. (laughs) We're in here for three hours a day. (laughs) Yeah. You can definitely find me. Like clockwork. So, yeah, man. But we appreciate it. I appreciate their interest in it. (laughs) Appreciate it. No, Maytag's worth that. (laughs) Here's what I was going for with the dang refrigerator guy. So, he's he's, uh, he's doing his, you know, I love rock and roll. I'm part of this team over here. And then he gets up out of the floor, and I have these long sprigs of rosemary, like tons of rosemary on parchment paper on my counter there on the island in the kitchen drying out. That's so good. And some of them are all flowered up because I don't know if you know, but rosemary flowers are very sweet and mild. It's still a rosemary, but it's sweeter and milder. It's great and cooked. Great to fry them and use them like as a sprinkle on. So they are all budded out and flowery sitting there, and they're like – Look like little baseball bats, flowery baseball bats. So he gets up and starts uh, giving me the bill. And then the subject matter changes drastically to going to concerts and having a few drinks and a little something else, if you know what I mean. He thought that was weed on the counter. <laughs> Which would be a real bold move. Nice. Like, I have I have a repairman coming over. I better not move my baseball yeah, bat of weed. I'm going to leave my... <laughs> My just, giant sprigs of illegal drugs. Also, wait, side note, what's he been smoking if he, he looks at rosemary? He's been buying he's been buying from the high school kid down the road. Look, man. man, I got this sweet bag of oregano. Not everybody's as well versed as you. <laughs> I mean, right. from what I've seen on TV. Listen, we love you. We're glad you listened to the podcast if you made it to this part. Or maybe you use that little Flash 15 thing over and over and over. <laughs> That's a neat move, too. <laughs> it is cool. Okay, but uh, always call us, 336-373-0987. We have a brand new phone system, and you sound better than ever. So call us so you can be on the next podcast. Listen to us on the radio at 987simon.com. You can hear us play requests this Friday. 
Charlie, final thought. And don't forget, Maytag is the best refrigerator, even uh, though you know you're a whirlpool I'm guy. I'm more of a whirlpool guy, but all, all right. right. What about you? Well, uh, I was just going to say, yeah, so we're going to drill down in a bucket and... Uh, yeah, so, so next right. time. You know? Get up, get up, get up. It's a get up show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.